and talk Welcome back to the Prepared Mind channel. It's time for the monologue and the Q&A. I'm going to do something that I haven't done since, I think, March of 2020. And I'm going to do it right here with you guys right now. From deep in the heart of the bunker. Let me turn up our lighting a little more. Deep in the heart of the bunker, folks. I'm calling this here and I'm calling it now. Everyone, take note. I believe that World War III is officially started. Uh, though the proverbial declarations of war in Congress and Parliament around the world aren't going to make it to the news channels, there won't be headlines on the newspapers because this is a different type of war, even though I think it is World War III. Back in uh, March of 2020, when Cerveza bug hit, when they locked us all down, I said, that's it, shit has now officially hit the fan. These people are coming after us, and have they or have they not? done just that they had their pandemic they have attacked our children they have destroyed the military they have wrecked the economy they're going after the food supply etc etc and so on and so forth and now i'm calling it world war three has begun the history books may record another date other than december 6th folks december 7th is Pearl Harbor Day. December 6th today, Russian air bases. A third one now has been hit with a drone strike. And of course, Ukraine, the under-sophisticated, over-corrupted, puppeteered Ukraine is apparently deciding that they've got drones and they're going to strike across the border into Russia. Hmm. Right? It's officially started, folks, in my opinion. Attacking a Russian airbase with a military drone strike is like attacking an American airbase, which is a cornerstone of America's national defense, just like our naval bases are cornerstones. They mark the boundaries. That's what a cornerstone does. They mark boundaries. We have our air bases, we have our military, army, and Marine Corps bases, and we have our naval bases. So does Russia, and they have now been attacked on their naval bases. And I want to recall at this time, 
Pearl Harbor. Like I said, uh, December 7th is Pearl Harbor Day. It's practically a national holiday of remembrance, not remembering, right, ridiculous, oh, oh, someone's bar got shot up. No, this is something quite a bit more significant. Our Pacific Naval Base in Pearl Harbor on the island of Oahu was attacked on December 7th, 1941. And that drew America into World War II, declaring war against Japan. So recall Pearl Harbor, folks. Even if that hadn't been on a Sunday, sinking the American fleet in the harbor, uh, the United States of America would still have declared war against Japan at that time. Russia, folks, and Putin is taking hits on their air bases. And Ukraine doesn't have drones of their own, folks. So are these government drones from the United States? Are they British drones? Are they NATO drones? And remember this, Russia has a right to defend its sovereignty and its national security. We don't get to pretend like our country is the only one that gets to defend itself and protect itself. That is childish and ridiculous. Every country thinks, well, we may not be the U.S., but we have a right to protect ourselves. And we may not be the United States of America, but we have a right to defend our borders. That's what is going on. Look at it, if you can, from the Russian perspective and understand how damning this is. World War III is officially started. Will it be remembered on December 6th or will it be uh, March of 2022, back when <clears throat> the hostilities began? Or will it be some other event in the future that starts World War III that the history books will officially recognize? Kind of the way we knew we were going to war with Japan at some point in 1941-42. It was going to happen, and it took the event of Pearl Harbor to do something about it, right? So in response to this attack, now there already is a special military operation, an SMO, which is a uh, international uh, understood context of the war that's been going on between Russia and Ukraine. So in response for this, this these air bases being hit inside Russia with explosions, and they're not, they, no one's really saying what the explosions are caused by, folks. Are they drones? I mean, they're trying to say it's drones. They're trying to say, well, it's missiles. They're trying to say... It could be sabotage. I bet it's all three. So one of the Russian bases uh, has nuclear-capable strategic bombers. In other words, the Soviets, or rather the Russians, they used to be Soviet, uh, their version of the B-1 bomber, right? That means they can carry nuclear bombs. If you take these things out, Russia no longer has that capability. Well, that is a serious uh, national defense issue for uh, Russia. So by attacking those, what you're saying is we don't want you to have this nuclear-capable strategic bomber in your defense, in your deterrence. How would America feel if our B-1 bomber base was struck? The one up there north of Sacramento was hit, or Travis Air Force Base was hit or Cherry Point, North Carolina, was hit. And our strategic bombers were taken out. Right? 
So the Associated Press, if we can trust them and Reuters and others to, you know, report things, they have detailed after aftermath, right? Detailed information on the aftermath of the blasts. Quote, the Russian state RIA, Novosti News Agency, said three servicemen, three military personnel were killed and six injured. A plane was damaged and a fuel truck exploded on an air base in uh, Ryazan. That's Western Russia. This sounds to me like an expansion of the war. Now, remember, folks, wasn't it just a couple of weeks ago? That, that Zelensky was like, this is the beginning of the end of the war. We're done. We're going to quit. We're going to give up. Right? Well, that's interesting, right? Air bases rocked by explosions. Airstrikes pummel Ukraine in response, right? My, my Moscow, folks, has taken very quick, very decisive action and once again launched a massive barrage of airstrikes on Ukrainian cities. Energy infrastructure being hit. They're degrading Ukraine's power supply going into this winter. This is going to hurt the people of Ukraine. Does this or does this not sound like world war? Well, it is, folks. It is Russia on one side with China backing them and North Korea saying, hey, we've got 100 million soldiers that we could send your way and let you use as cannon fodder. Meanwhile, on the other side, you got Ukraine and behind them is the United States Britain, the entire NATO alliance, and every other country that thinks that they need to be on that side. Tell me that's not world war. Who else is on Russia's side? Saudi Arabia, India, South Africa, Brazil, right? They're, they're economic allies, and they're also potentially military allies. The same things happened with World War I and World War II, folks. People had uh, economic allies, and then they ended up with military allies, and they chose sides. And then war broke out, and then war expanded. Right? In Ukraine, their officials there, their government mouthpieces, they've been warning the population, hey, you need to get ready. Get ready for a new wave of attacks. Well, geez, that's interesting. Sounds like they knew what was coming. Right. Civilians are hiding in metro stations underground, especially in Ukrainian cities. At one point, folks, all of this fighting was on the western edge of Ukraine. The eastern edge and central where Kiev is, not a problem. People were going to the beach. They were going shopping. Everything was fine. The war was only in the western zone. Well, since uh, NATO, U.S., Britain decided they're going to use drones to go in and, and hurt Russia, Russia is just going to pummel the living shit out of uh, a very weak, a very unskilled, undertrained, undiplomatic, corrupt government in Ukraine. I mean, can you imagine taking uh, a kid in your class? Imagine yourself in high school and you're a junior in high school. And so you say, look, I, I'm going to take this freshman nerd this underpowered, undersized, weak, and unintelligent idiot. And we're going to put him in front and tell him to fight the other bullies. Right? Don't worry there, nerd. We're going to be right behind you. And so everyone else are throwing rocks at the bullies and then shoving Ukraine in there. Civilians are the ones being punished, folks. 
I mean, what's going on? Does that sound like a special military operation that Zelensky is quitting as a result of? Well, that's what he said he was going to do. Or did Ukraine, Zelensky, uh, get duped, get made a fool of? And NATO sent in the drone strikes, and now Zelensky gets the credit for that. Hey, Ukraine, you're the one launching stuff in. Well, why not, right? Ukraine has been fighting with American ammunition, European ammunition and tanks, and then saying, yeah, yeah, you know, we're doing it. We're kicking some ass. The people of Ukraine are going to pay, folks. Uh, I've heard enough stories now, people who say, I've got family there, I've got friends there, and, you know, Ukraine... They're dying. They're freezing. They're going to starve. Whose fault is this, folks? Literally, whose fault is this? Yep, that's how this goes. You know, government takes action. The people get to pay. Now, it is a two for Tuesday. So I just covered World War III. Now I want to cover, hmm... How about the commie education of uh, commie takeover of education? That's a good one, right? You think shit's hit the fan? I talked about all the different ways it did, right? Military, economy, kids, education. Well, the Democrats have lowered the voting age to 16, the age of 16 years old in the cities. And 90 Proof Nancy has told everyone. Here's a quote. It's important to capture kids while they're in high school. Folks, at the age of 16, I was a sophomore in high school. And I was just beginning to understand my place in politics. As informed as I am, as intelligent as I might be, even at age 16, I, I was just beginning to grasp what's going on. I thought, well, I'm a working man, and the Democrats are supposed to be for the working man. So I would say things like, yeah, I'm a Democrat. I'm just a 16-year-old punk. Right? I didn't believe all the shit they were trying to tell us back then. Oh, you don't need a Second Amendment and guns. That's stupid. I was like, well, yeah, I do. It's there for a reason. Right? But I didn't understand policy and the nuances of national politics and party politics and agendas. But the Democrats know that, and they're using weak-minded kids, and they're starting to take advantage of them. This is what the communists want. They want to control education and control the minds of children. Right. So I think that as much as I was, um, well, the schools and the teachers tried to brainwash and fool me, they didn't. But today, I think a lot more of these kids, they aren't as sophisticated as they might think they are. And I think they're being lied to and tricked. And the commies know that. That's why they use youths like the Hitler youth and the brown shirts and why the Nazis, or I'm sorry, the Russians use the Bolsheviks to take over in their uh, October revolution. This is incredible. And more proof of taking over the kids. Uh, <clears throat> remember the uh, this person. Uh, Rachel, the manly woman, Levine. She's a woman because she claims to be, even though uh, not quite. right? But she looks kind of like a man, but she claims to be a woman. Rachel Levine is the Assistant Secretary of Health, right? the trans Assistant Secretary of Health. Now she just looks like a guy who is dressing as a woman and pulling his hair back as a woman and 
it's 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 ridiculous, right? But they're pushing for the normalization of transgenderism on the nation's children. And Rachel, I'm not a man, Levine, is calling on doctors. And what are they wanting? What are they calling on doctors to do? Push puberty blockers and reassignment surgery for children. Is this really what the federal government should be doing? Seriously, folks, it is a commie takeover of education to brainwash the children. This is what these people are all about. No, I mean, can you imagine? Assistant Secretary of Health under Ronald Reagan says, uh, we should put puberty blockers in food. And uh, kids, you know, we need to tell them to get gender reassignment surgery. You wouldn't be laughed off the stage. You would be locked up. Absolutely locked up. Right now, more commie takeover. Right. We know what's going on in Brazil. We're watching that very closely. We're watching that very closely down in Brazil. Right. The military is taking action against the communist drug cartels who are pushing for communism. Up here, we're dealing with our own commie takeover. In Georgia, folks, uh, a judge is ruling that, uh, well, they can accept absentee ballots three days after the election. So the election is no longer election day. The election is vote early and vote often, vote on election day, then you know send in absentee ballots. Some crazy stuff going on, right? Crazy stuff going on. You know, where do you, where does it stop? By the way, Chile, that's right, the nation of Chile is looking at what's going on in um, Brazil. And they're threatening invasion. Mm -hmm. I mean, get this. Jake Sullivan, Jake the Snake Sullivan, a little turd in American politics who's got way more power than a man uh, of his stature should be allowed to have. He is invited the new leader of Brazil, uh, Lula, the communist. He is a communist leader. Jake Sullivan has invited a communist a leader who's in an, who's finishing up an election that is being highly contested. Right? The, uh, the protest is happening in Brazil. Chile is threatening to invade. And Jake the Sake Sullivan wants to invite the new communist leader of Brazil to America. I mean, check this shit out. What is going on? We've got World War III in Europe roiling, getting ready to break out and cross other borders. Nations like Hungary with Viktor Orban are saying, look, enough of this shit. Right? Countries like Germany are destroying themselves with their energy policy. And someone clandestinely decides they're going to blow up the gas pipelines that feed Europe energy as they move into winter and they begin to freeze to death. Burning garbage, horse shit, and whatever they can stuff into their stoves, right? Producing more carbon than ever, which is supposed to be bad for the environment. Well, people got to live, folks. People have to live. It's, it's, it's what's going on is, is shocking. I told you this was a two for Tuesday. Well, I got even more, folks. Let's go for a three for, right? I want to remind everyone. For decades, we've had cocaine, we've had crack cocaine, we've had methamphetamines, we've had a slurry of new drugs just slammed in everyone's face. Wait, heroin has made a huge comeback. 
ecstasy is rocking the the idiot world of the millennials who love to take ecstasy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people in Gen X, my generation, take ecstasy also. We've had all of these drugs. But now, but now, thank you, man. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, we have people dying left and right. So I say take a wild freaking guess. Let's take a wild freaking guess sponsored by the Jim Jones Juice, right? Is it is it something else? Or is it the clot shot? Is it is it just random odds and and well, finally everyone's gonna die from their drug uh, experimentation, or is it the Jim Jones juice? Now, a family uh, says that their 18-year-old healthy daughter died. Wait for it. Suddenly, cause unknown. Daughter just dies. The family is blaming the Jim Jones juice by Pfizer. Right? We've had crack, coke, meth, you know, heroin, opiates, opioids. People have been taking prescription drugs just out of their minds crazy. What the hell? Literally, what the hell? Why are people dying? This is an 18-year-old healthy young woman. Is this the first one? No. Will she be the last? Not a chance. Are there more people dying and we're just now paying attention? I don't know. You know, it's up to you to decide, folks. I'm just a smartass sitting here, right? Well, how about this one? How about you take another wild fucking guess, right? An NBA announcer today, or in the last couple of days, uh, was on the air, live. <laughs> you know, Trips out, has to leave, medical emergency, right? Yeah. Take a wild guess. What? When did this ever happen so much? Where we're seeing media personnel, celebrities, sports figures. Is it just we're paying attention? Or are there more people who are suddenly suffering serious consequences for their, uh, in their lives? Heart issues, pulmonary issues, strokes. Why does it appear? Is it our paranoia because of the Jim Jones juice? Is that it? That we're just suddenly paying attention? Could be. Could be. Anyways, I want to I want to lighten the load here a little bit on this two for Tuesday. And I give you some Will Rogers sayings, right? Um, and Will Rogers, folks, was a country cowboy singer. He was also kind of a political commentator. He's kind of a smart ass and satirist. And so I want to thank uh, Mr. Skylight for sending this in because it was just nice to step back a little bit today and have a laugh. Right? So here's some of Will Rogers' uh, thoughts, right? Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Never kick a cow chip on a hot day. There are two theories to arguing with a woman, and neither of them works. <laughs> Never miss a good chance to shut up. Always drink upstream from the herd. And if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Now, for all you investors out there, the quickest way to double your money is to fold it and put it back in your pocket. Right? There's three kinds of men. The ones that learn by reading, 
the few who learn by observation, and the rest of them have to pee on the electric fence and find out for themselves, right? Uh, <laughs> thank you, Will Rogers, and thank you, Mr. Skylight. Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. <laughs> Let me say that again. Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. <clears throat> and here's one for us, folks. I do this all the time. Uh, if you're riding ahead of the herd, take a look back every now and then and make sure it's still there. If I didn't do a daily broadcast, but I kept track in my head of everything that's happening, and you guys showed up once a month, you'd be lost. right? So I look back and I go, hey, did everyone hear about all these things I'm talking about? And so we talk about all these things. So we're all caught up. We're all still there, right? Now, how about this? Letting the cat out of the bag is a whole lot easier than putting it back in there, right? In other words, yeah, it's real easy to let all this shit out. The Biden administration is doing stupid left and right, and they can't hide it. They can't get the shit back in the horse or the cat back in the bag, right? We've got a record of everything they're doing. These traders in D.C. are traders, Okay. Now, after eating an entire bowl, the mountain lion felt so good he started roaring. He kept it up until a hunter came and shot him. <laughs> so the moral of the story is when you're full of bull, keep your mouth shut. Okay, so there's there's a lot of Will Rogers stuff here, folks. I wanted to share it with you. Have a laugh, have a chuckle, keep up. No one to listen. No one to learn from other people's fuck-ups. Get prepared, folks. Now, as stated, Russia's taken some heavy, heavy hits from drone strikes. So Russia is now slamming Ukraine, and they're doing such a great job that the media is absolutely refusing to report on it. And they're absolutely refusing to report all the people who are suffering because of these poor, piss-poor decisions being made in Kiev, and in Brussels, where the European Union is, and in London, where the UK is, and in Washington, D.C. Putin is so scared, folks, of the U.S., of NATO, of everyone, that he drove himself, folks. He hopped in a Mercedes, and he drove himself closer to the Ukraine front lines than he has ever been since this... this uh, special military operation have uh, begun. Does that sound like a man who's afraid of his enemies? Or does that sound like a guy who knows what the hell's going on? Is he just stupid? Is he daring them to take a shot at him? Right, he drove in a Mercedes, not, not the beast, which is the president's mobile, right? It's incredible, folks, what is going on. Why would he do that? Why would Putin do that? What does he know? What is he saying with his actions? There's a lot more going on than I could hope to understand. There's a lot more going on than the media will ever even begin to tell people. They only tell people out there, folks, the non-prepping world. They only tell them as much as they think is necessary to control them. That's how they work, right? Just, I mean, it's it's incredible how they tell us only what we they want us to hear, and they don't think about the consequences for us, or they don't want us to know about the consequences. 
I mean, there's this story here, and this is very, very bizarre. And oh, by the way, get your questions into Uman, your thoughts, your questions, share with others so they understand your thoughts. What did you see? What are you thinking? What are you considering? Well, folks, uh, in Hollywood, director James Cameron, that's right, the director of the Titanic, the director of Avatar, the director of the Terminator movies, that James Cameron, he calls testosterone, which is the male hormone, which makes us strong, big. It is the male hormone that gives us the desire to protect ourselves and to protect others. He calls it a toxin, and it needs to be expelled from the system. So it sounds like um, James Cameron, Hollywood super director, wants us to have a nation full of soy boys. Well, who's going to protect us, James Cameron? Who's going to protect us from what? The Terminators, right, that you've predicted. You want everyone to just lay down and, and be a bunch of wimps, right? Don't fight back. Well, his little movie Avatar shows the, the blue people, right? Then they're being picked on by the technologically advanced uh, uh, white race that somehow went to their planet to get unobtainium, right? He wants them to be the strong warriors and the never, never say die people, that you know, testosterone-driven ding-dongs, right? Reality and nature are under direct assault by these leftists. Who want to emasculate the military, just as James Cameron says, right? James Cameron says, hey, it's a toxin. We need to get it out of there. And uh, Rachel Levine, she wants to do puberty blockers so young men don't develop testosterone-producing uh, testicles. They want us all to be a bunch of soft morons. Now, folks, if you're not male and masculine and strong, what are you? Well, you're weaker and you're more docile and more easily controlled, less apt to respond properly to protect yourself, your family, and your country. Reality, folks, and nature are under direct assault and direct attack. These people are that stupid. But I also like to think that the only ones that are listening to them are people who agree with them politically already. If you aren't a leftist, keep your testicles and your testosterone. If you're not a leftist, keep your Second Amendment. If you're not a leftist, keep your right to free speech and start using it. And if you're not a leftist, begin and start and then continue to re, uh, read about what's going on and then write your congressman. Have that mailing list out, prep to action, right? You've got prepping down. Food, water, shelter, clothing, medicine, right? Means of self-defense. And then write these people, prep to action. Write all your congressmen, all your senators, and put them in a group email and send it out every day. Right? Observe the Declaration of Independence. Observe the Constitution. Observe your oaths and obey right, the Bill of Rights. I think that that would be a good start for these dumbasses. <laughs> wow. Enough of me. It's time for the Q&A. It's time to ask some questions. What is on your mind? Are you ready? Here we are, folks. Here we are. 
Uh, Uman is all over it today. He's like, he's just going to blast me. He's like, John, take this. Pow. Anyways, you're good, brother. You're good. Uh, I got zero problems with it. All right, here we are. So we've got some comments, some questions, some thoughts. Get them in at the end of the show. I mean, I'd rather have them on the board ready with the Uman for the beginning, but uh, anywhere along the line, throw your question together. If you feel I've missed something or you've got more to add to it, bring it on. That's what we want to talk about, truly. Until I talk and then you talk and then I talk, we go back and forth. We're not having a conversation. That's where these Q&A questions come in. It's like having a conversation. Right, so what do we want to talk about? Oh man, who is up first? I think it was Bonnie Blue Two A, but no, it's East Texas country boy. <clears throat> and this is what he has to say. He says, "Sad, but at sixteen, I would have voted for anyone who would legalize weed and make any song by Guns N' Roses our national anthem." How smart we think we are at that age, you know? I got you, man. Yeah, I, at age sixteen. I loved my guns. I knew the world was going uh, in a lot of bad places. Uh, I was a hopeless romantic with respect to fighting communists who back then were this nebulous group in Russia, the Soviet Union. That's where the commies were, way over there. And if they ever come to America, I'm going to kick the ever-loving snot out of them. That was my thoughts, you know, as a 16-year-old. And, uh, you know, I love the national anthem. I love sports. I loved Guns N' Roses music and just about all rock and roll. It was awesome. It was a great time to be alive. But to have a say in how the country works would have been particularly ridiculous. And that was 30 fucking years ago, 35 years ago now. So here's what I'm, I have to say is uh, you used to go to work as a young man. And as a young woman in the house and on the farm, the moment you could walk, talk, participate, and help. Young men, as soon as they had enough testosterone, James Cameron, testosterone to start growing some hair on their uh, their beanbag. As soon as they got some hair down there, well, you're an adult now. right? You're an adult now. Time to go to work, period. And they worked the farms. Now, summer vacation, folks, for children started as a time when farming was, well, that's your food. You'll stay home and grow all your food, harvest all your food, do all the hard work all summer. It wasn't about having time off to go to the beach and go on vacation. That's a modern myth. The summer vacation used to be, kids, we don't got time to educate you because you got to get and stay on your farm and grow your food, right? Period. So you can eat and live another year. That's what uh, <clears throat> summer vacation was about. Well, you can get educated other times of year when all the food and harvest and farming is done. But you were 12 years old. You're going to work. You're living as an adult. You're working around adults. If you screw up, you're dead. You don't screw up making food. You right? They, they had a lot more responsibility at age 12 today than most human beings have at age 30 today. And they had to work as this, uh, as this, and they were still considered minors. They couldn't vote till they were 18. Why? Why the difference between, well, you're working like a man, so shouldn't you be able to vote like a man at 18? Same with women. Well, you're taking care of the house, right? You're, you're working on the farm, you're milking the cows, whatever your job is on the farm at age 12. 
but you don't get to vote until you're 18. Why is there that difference between age 12 and age 18? Well, so you had experience. You got to benefit from the wisdom of working around other adults and understanding what works and what doesn't. Right? You don't have to reinvent the wheel every day. Once you know what the wheel is and how it works, you can employ it all the time, right? So you don't get to vote just because you can say the word constitution. 16-year-olds today are ridiculous folks, even worse than we are, right? Yeah, uh, the idea of legalizing weed, right? That's what we're voting for. The same way these young adults today who are in their 20s are like, we want the government to forgive our student loan debt. Do they have any idea where the money came from to put them through college? Do they have any concept where the government gets its money to pay the bills? In order to forgive the debt, the government has to pay the bill. In order for the government to pay the bill, they've got to get money from somewhere. The government doesn't make money. They collect taxes. The government isn't, they're not in any business So, yeah, where are you at in your head when you're 16, 18, age 12, right? Age 12, folks. Age 12, I was considering communism. I just learned about it in school. I had just learned about communism in school. Socialism, communism, I found out, well, that's the same thing. Later, I learned that the only difference is that a communist is a socialist in a big hurry. That's the only difference. But I thought, you know, it'd be great. Wouldn't it be great if everyone shared equally? And I thought, well, no one does that. I look around right now. No one's you know, willing to share their, their cookies or their sandwiches. You know, Everyone has what they have. Well, they earned it. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if we lived from 20 to age 30 and we lived our retirement years and enjoyed it while we were young? And after age 30, until whenever you died, right, you just continued to work and work and work and work and work. And why not have 10 years of your youth to live in? Well, I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it at age 12, folks. Age 12, I thought, well, where's the incentive to work hard after you're done with your retirement decade and your youth? There's no incentive to work hard. You don't get to retire again. In communism, you don't get to keep your money. You don't get to keep anything, right? So where's the incentive? Why would anyone, you know, let this system, it didn't work. I, I understood at the age 12, communism didn't work and that it's anti-American and it's anti-Christian and it's anti-life altogether. Um, but even still, even thinking as much as I could at that age about how the world work and human nature and psychology and all that, I still wasn't ready to vote. Yet, here we are. Now think about that tender age of 12, folks. Think about that tender age of 12. You're just starting to get some hair down there. And that's the age that former, now dead, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court Justice, that's the age where she said that young, these women, age 12, young women, if you want to call them women, should be allowed to choose who they have sex with. Yeah, they want children making adult decisions so they can say, well, they're making adult decisions. They must be just like adults. So let's let's have some more fun with them and take advantage of them. They're a bunch of sick bastards, folks. Sick, sick bastards. Thank you, East Texas country boy. 
And now let us move along to uh, who Uman has lined up next. And it is Bonnie Blue 2A. She has a question. She says, what is more important to our president of the United States than the invasion of our southern border and communist China chemical warfare using the fentanyl drug trade? Well, I'll tell you what. Today, the president of the United States was asked, why haven't you visited the southern border? And his answer was, there's more important things going on. What's coming through the southern border, folks? Fentanyl and other drugs. I'm sure cocaine. Anything that has a super high dollar value and can be transported, uh, that's what's coming here. Literally. China knows they're fucking us up with fentanyl and other drugs that they're shipping here. Other countries know that they're taking advantage of this illegal drug trade. Folks, they're also smuggling uh, uh, human prostitution across the border. What is more important than that to Joe Biden? Apparently everything and anything because he hasn't gone down there in two years. Two years he's been president-elect. Two years. And he hasn't gone to the border to see what is going on firsthand. What is more important? Oh, um, fighting Russia over in Ukraine? Okay. Uh, keeping Afghanistan open? Well, not really. He kind of shut it down and handed them $86 billion in everything, right? In, in cash, in equipment. In... What is more important? What is, what is consuming his time? Campaigning for other scumbag Democrats? Riding his bicycle and crashing? What does Joe Biden do besides go to Delaware and sit on his fat ass? Or his scrawny old wrinkly fucking raisin ass? I don't know what kind of ass he's got, but I bet it smells. Uh, what? Yeah, what's more important to him? Right? You know, crapping on other people around the world, literally crapping his pants? I can't think of anything that would be more important than our national security here at home. How can we be safe and project our military presence around the world if we aren't even protecting our own nation? Mm -hmm. Protecting our own children. Well, this fentanyl is being, folks, consumed by children. Same with the heroin. And for those who are less fortunate financially, they get stuck with, well, meth and crack cocaine. The garbage, folks. These chemicals are garbage creating mind-numbed robots and zombies. Well, yeah, zombies. Be sure and get your Jim Jones juice with every fentanyl tablet. Unbelievable what is going on. Bonnie, uh, this nation is in a world of hurt because the people that call themselves the government or the leaders, they are really, truly um, losers, and they are misguiding the people. Right? The people are lost because there is no leadership. Crazy stuff. Okay, uh, Uman, if we can, and I appreciate you being there. He is there, folks. Uman is there. And this is Jason Walker stepping up. He says, here's a statement for John. No jab for me and the wife. Getting through this crud with one dose of the big, there it is, folks, horse paste. I-V-M-T-N. We know what that means. It's horse paste. Wife's fever broke earlier and mine's breaking now. Be back at it tomorrow. Well, I recommend the, that exact same thing. And this would be right here. Uh, Ascorbyl palmitate is 
uh, oil-based vitamin C. Uh, I have people that I know that are sick right now. They're like, oh, my God, is that Cerveza bug? And it's like, no, not worried about it. Not worried a bit. You go ahead and you be sick and you get recovered, right? For me, vitamin C. And uh, every now and then take a good dose of the old horse paste. Make sure I'm good that way. Uh, how about taking zinc and vitamin D? You bet. Help my body's natural immune system, which a certain little man at one point said, well, right, getting exposed is the best way to develop immunities to it. So I'm glad that you and the wife are, are pure blood, no jab. And I'm glad that uh, you got a, a big dose of the old uh, LVMTN. <laughs> And that your fevers broke readily quick and that you're on the mend. And that's how it really is, right? And if you, I don't feel good at night, I take a, a swig of NyQuil. Knock me out, right? This is where we're at, folks. Good for you, Jason. I'm glad that you have a way to deal with this crap. What's interesting is that, folks, uh, horse paste is not just good for Cerveza bug. It's good for all the bugs, apparently. Apparently, it fucks up. The common cold, pretty good. Uh, I'm no doctor, and this isn't medical advice, and I'm not making any statements. I'm satirically speaking about, well, the pharmaceutical industry. Rather than give us something that works very well, that's inexpensive, they would rather lie, create a fabricated crisis, and then sell you really expensive garbage that, well, is neither safe nor effective, even though they claim that it is both safe and effective. And then they say, well, that wasn't as effective as we want, so take this booster. And that's what they want. It's all about money, control, fear. I don't see anywhere in the U.S. Constitution that says the government should make the people afraid and then take advantage of them. I guess that would be human nature, huh? All right. Thank you, Jason, very much. Uman, uh, do we have someone lined up in the next slot? We do. It's Bonnie Blue again. And she said, did anyone see that garbage legislation introduced in Michigan to take control of all energy production and distribution to put it under state control via eminent domain? If I have ever heard anything as communist as that in America, that takes the cake, right? A state essentially nationalizing energy production and distribution? Well, we have, you know. Uh, government control of energy distribution, right? Sometimes uh, it's a corporation that is granted license, like a PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, handles the distribution and wheeling of power. And sometimes you have utility districts that are, well, maintained by the people. They vote for those who sit on the board, right? And they get to control and participate in the system. Interesting that Michigan wants to control it all from the top. Sounds a lot like, well, everything they want in Washington, D.C. They want to control everything. What is going to happen, though, with this garbage legislation, if it passes and gets signed, is it'll be challenged in court, right? Since when does the state have the right to use eminent domain to take the means of production and distribution of energy away from the people. Got a lot of questions to answer, folks, and a lot of attacks, right? I've said again and again, 
It's not just one thing. Shitting the fan has not been one thing. It has been a process across the board, taking little steps, little steps, taking everything. It's a process we're going through, and we're not at the bottom, folks. If you think we've seen all of the uh, corruption come out of our state and federal government, we're not even close to exposing what these sick bastards have been doing and these corrupt and ignorant and incompetent bastards. They are, folks. They truly are. Two for Tuesday, folks. Two for Tuesday. You got World War III. <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, we're continuing to see the world crumble and fall apart. Who does this benefit, by the way? It really doesn't benefit me. It just takes up my whole day. But I don't benefit from this shit. Does it benefit you? Odds are no. People are losing their jobs and losing their asses left and right. Even leftists, these dumbass socialists who push for all their crap, well, they fuck everything up and then they lose their jobs. And they're very upset about it. It's like, well... You're getting exactly what you asked for, ding-dongs, right? Now, Elon Musk has fired, folks, Twitter's Deputy General Counsel, James Baker. <laughs> Isn't the name James Baker, hasn't that been around for like 50 years in politics? Cabinet-level position, it's a different James Baker, but still. How many people are named James Baker? I guess Baker is one of those names that a lot of people have. It's like uh, Baker or Smith or Ditch Digger. Anyways, uh, they're doing this. They fired him in, quote, in light of concerns because he had a role in suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop story. There is a reason to fire somebody. I don't care what James Baker's personal politics are. I couldn't give a fuck. Right? Nah, couldn't. But James Baker, I don't care what you think in your personal life, when you use your personal partisan ideas to suppress free speech of others and suppress criminal behavior that should be exposed, uh, especially when it is, uh, shall we say, uh, it's intertwined with presidential politics. In other words, the president of the United States shouldn't have his son involved and embroiled in drugs, prostitution, racketeering, graft, grift, and every name it, right? The country shouldn't have a president with a son like that. So they covered up the Hunter Biden story with his personal feelings. Yeah, James Baker, uh, in light of concerns, he should be getting a whole lot more trouble than that. <clears throat> Crazy stuff that's going on. Now, let's get back to your thoughts. Uh, garbage legislation, garbage politics out there. Uh, oh, man, who do you want to throw up there next? Amigo, we've got less than 10 minutes left, and it is my brother, Mikey G. He says, my dad was on the battleship USS Pennsylvania. He used to tell me that it would have sunk if it wasn't in dry dock. Two direct hits, remember Pearl Harbor. Oh, Pearl Harbor was huge, folks. The entire fleet, the entire Pacific fleet was essentially just parked, parked for the weekend, parked on Sunday, right? The U.S. sailors were busy with prostitutes and getting drunk, and that's just how Hawaii was, and that was, folks, the 1930s and the 1940s, and hey, there you have it. 
Um, not all of them were out with prostitutes. Not all of them were drunk, but some were. Anyways, Pearl Harbor is tomorrow, right? And it was great to see up to a few years ago, I continued to see a lot of Pearl Harbor survivor license plates. And I, you know, it was interesting to look at as a younger man. What was Pearl Harbor? What about it mattered? Thank you, Oliver. Uh, you know, why did it matter? Why was that so important? Why was it such an explosive event? Well, to be attacked on a Sunday, right? That meant something back then. Well, Sunday was a day of rest. It was a day of reverence. It was a day of worship. It was a day of peace. And we were at peace with Japan, or I should say we weren't at war with them declared yet. Now, there are and continue to be a lot of stories and historians who claim, right, that the United States government understood where the Chinese, I'm sorry, the Japanese fleet was. And the attack came. Today, do we have any parallels? Do we need parallels? Or can we learn from this lesson just as it is? If you're not prepared all the time, do not underestimate your enemy who will attack you at any time that suits them. You're not safe on Sunday. You're not safe on Christmas. You're never safe when an enemy is bent on destroying you. There are no real rules that your enemy will obey except defeating you and doing anything they can and everything they can to defeat you. But a moral or a positive lesson that comes from Pearl Harbor is when something big happens, right? People wake up pretty quick. They get pretty pissed off and they're ready to fight back. When is a question I like to ask. When will America wake up enough to realize what is going on in our country and who has caused the bullshit that we're living under? Well, that's why they need to control the children so that the next generation can't be woken up. That they're so hopelessly, shall we say, brainwashed. They're so hopelessly embroiled in stupidity that they won't realize the peril that they've entered into. And they won't recognize a right that they have that's taken away. That's what they want. right? So we're being attacked daily. And we need people to wake up. That's why I say get that internet address up there. Use that internet address and share it with everyone else. Share this video on YouTube. Now, of course, if you're on subscribestar.com or the preparedmind.club, right, you're here live and it is, um, <clears throat> right, it is our premium discussion we do every day. But we need to share this information. Wake up, folks. We're going to get more Pearl Harbor. And that is an expression that doesn't necessarily refer to December 7th, 1941. It is an expression that means sneak attack, right? That is the uh, quintessential sneak attack, Pearl Harbor. It's happened before. It's going to happen again. That's why you need to be prepared. SHTF is a series of events. But those events, folks, some of them can be very big and very painful. That's why we say you need to be prepared. Ooh, man, what do we have next? We have one more that we want to throw up here. It is. We have uh, Bonnie Blue 2A checking in, and she'll round out the show. 
and says the quality of the Nebraska Cornhusker football team declined with the transitioning from small square bales of hay to the big round bales. The younger men were no longer bucking bales of hay. I can't tell you how many bales of hay I have bucked, <laughs> literal truckloads. Um, and Bonnie's referring to something that unless you live in the country, you're not going to see. Right? Bales of hay weighing anywhere from uh, 100 pounds for uh, a straw or a, a lightly packed um, oat hay, um, up to 150 pounds for a really stiff, uh, full bale of oat hay. And then you get into alfalfa. I've done bales of alfalfa in California that were so dense and so rich that they weighed over 200 pounds, standard bale. And you pick that up with some hay hooks and throw it around, and you're going to be, you're going to get some strength out of you. So, yeah, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, uh, well, yeah, you start treating men like little children and not working them, and you end up with low testosterone, low T simps. We need to get our testosterone back, folks. We need to get our balls back in America, and people need to wake up. And so we're trying to do all those things here on the Prepared Mind Channel. We really are. And I'm sorry to hear about, about everyone there in Nebraska, Bonnie. But that's, it truly is what's going on, right? It, it's crazy what they're doing, right? Well, there it is right there. I mean, we need people to wake up and realize they're being poisoned. Whether we're talking about um, the Jim Jones juice or our standard food supply, right? Wanting to put everything uh, from chemicals to estrogen, to bugs on the menu. Now, former EcoHealth Vice President, Dr. Andrew Huff, Dr. Andrew Huff says, uh, Dr. Fauci is continuing to be a Dr. Fauci, a liar. Uh, you know, Dr. Fauci is lying. How much and how, you know, how deep does this go? It's more than Fauci. It's more than Biden. It's more than, I guess we can all get our hands around. You know, so that's why we have to talk about so many subjects. So we see that at every angle, every avenue of approach coming at us, these people are trying to take us down and take us out and destroy America. It is no longer just uh, some group like the Anti-Defamation League or some group of like the hippies, right? Or some little harmless group of Antifa slugs at some college somewhere. It is a coordinated, well-constructed, put-together system of destroy America is the agenda. And we're being hit with it at every angle. I want everyone to wake up. I want everyone to take action and tell their congressmen, hey, we see it. We know it. And you guys have a responsibility up there in D.C. to fix things. And if you don't, then we'll continue to use our First Amendment to wake up others and our Second Amendment to bring about the solutions that are described in the Declaration of Independence. Right? I'm not calling for violence. I'm not promoting it or glamorizing it. I just know where these things lead. And if the good people don't wake up and they don't realize what the hell is going on and they don't fight back, then they become slaves. And that is, folks, in human history, the most common outcome of this sort of takeover is when people aren't willing to stand up for themselves and think for themselves and defend themselves, then they have to surrender. 
ultimately that is what life is about look at the animal kingdom kill or be killed right that's how animals operate cute little deer get eaten by mountain lions all the time mountain lions can't live on uh, a deer food right they have to eat deer right animals eat other animals it's kill or be killed or kill or die Humans are supposed to live more civilized. At least we would like to think we can do that. You know. But when, when government quits being civilized, then we have to resort back to that other philosophy, which is, well, self-defense. And the collective self-defense is us fighting against a tyrant who is common to us all. Read the Declaration of Independence again, folks, and compare it to how we're living today. You just might see something there that is shocking. And speaking of shocking, we've come to the end of another hour. I want to thank you guys for participating, for your generous donations to help keep us going. Keeping the bunker well-stocked with tuna fish, with spam. Wow. Chance favors the prepared mind is yours. Thank you again. Thank you, Uman. Thank you, Jolene. Thank you, Mr. Skylight. Thank you, Cottage Farm. Thank you, Bonnie Blue. Thank you to all. Until all a good night.